Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Second Opinion with me, Dr. Christian. This is your weekly medical magazine podcast that aims to entertain and, God forbid, possibly even inform you a little bit on medical matters, although insidiously without you noticing. I should just point out, if you are taken ill, become unwell, then perhaps, I need to say this for legal reasons, you ought to either call an ambulance, you can call NHS 111 or go and see your GP. Um, the opinions expressed in this podcast are purely my own and those of my co-presenter, journalist Alex Alex, how are you? I'm very well, my love. What's going down, as oh. they say? I believe the kids say, don't they? You have children, don't you? I do, I've got three boys. Do they say what's going down? They or am don't, I really they, out of date? Yeah, I think you're really out of date. Sorry, Christian. But no, they're, they're all also a little bit young. So they're not quite with this sort of like lingo. I they still speak proper. Yet. They do. They do, kind of. They say free a lot, which is always very irritating. You've got to go three, three. Anyway, yes, I have three boys. I should say also in the studio with me is the wonderful. Jenny Eclair. Well, hello there. Jenny, this I'm could be any kind of day, time of day, couldn't it? This it, is the joy of the podcast. There's no windows either. It's, it's sort could of be three o'clock in the morning. Who knows? <laughs> it's a surreal experience. Jenny, I'm so thrilled that you're here because um, today's subject we're going to talk about is the menopause. Ooh. And who else springs to mind when you think menopause? Well, I'm the face. You are the face, of, aren't you? The it's your face. Bad-tempered face of the menopause. You know, I love the idea of this podcast. It's like a hypochondriac's dream, isn't it? It really is. It's great. We just get to pose questions to Christian for a long period of it's time. Just it's just free. Brilliant. It's like a free private doctor in a studio, isn't it? This is brilliant. I'm starting to change um, my mind about this now, actually, very but rapidly. Yes, I, I'm here to answer any of your questions, uh, Christian, because it's the one thing you really have no first-hand experience it's of. It's true. I will never experience no, the menopause. you've got problems with your sinuses, but have, you're not going to have problems with vaginal dryness. I'm really not. I, I see it frequently in clinic, and I, I, even I wince slightly as I see it. But, you know, the reason I asked you is because, Jenny, I don't know if you saw this, Jenny's last... was your last stand-up show, it was my last it? solo stand-up show. Oh, my God. It, I just... And I, I have got experience of the menopause because I weed myself all the way there through you it. So, you know, my job was I, done. I came close, right? It was so funny... But it was, it was a good show. It was a show called How to Be a Middle-Aged Woman, open brackets, without going insane, close brackets. And really the whole show came out of um, a photo um, a photo shoot in which I really got stuck. I've done a lot of photo shoots, as yeah. you will have done, Christian. Um, and I thought, I've done all the faces I usually do in a photo shoot. <laughs> I don't know what this new show is going to be about. 
And this poor photographer was going, well, have you got anything else for me? And I just thought, well, the only thing I've got is to take all my clothes off. <laughs> As and you so do. I know. took I all my when clothes struggling off, for ideas, obviously. You know. And yeah. she took this photograph of me. And I bought these slippers with me because I'd had this idea of having a glamorous dress on and uh, some great big Ugg slippers at the bottom. <laughs> so I just stripped everything off. And I was just there in my bra and pants and a pair of Uggs. Uh, the slippers. And when these photos came back and the bra and pants were very mismatching, it gave me the idea for the show. I just thought, well, this is this is what a middle-aged woman looks like. You know, you might not like it, mm. but this is what the show is going to be about. This is, you know, what happens when your body turns to suet. And, uh, and, and, and it really, I think it did touch a nerve because that show uh, ran for three years and it did this country, up and down the country. And I did, uh, I did Colchester Arts Centre five times. So you were running on. I mean, I don't want to give it. Can I give away the beginning or is it? Yeah, I can't. Oh, yes. That's I mean, you it's run over on, now. You run on. She runs on in her bra and pants. Yeah, love it. And dance. Yes. And it's the funniest, glorious, most wonderfully sort of celebration of, of, of you and your age. Yeah. That and it was seen. a bit of Debbie Harry. And of course, in my head, I look like Debbie Harry. There is photographic evidence that I don't. You know, there's a bit, it's on YouTube. And you just go, Jesus, really, did I? Yeah, you did. Um, but it was kind of one of those things. People weren't expecting it. And, and when it was suggested to me that I actually did start the show like that, I went, oh, are you sure? And I do remember the first time I did it. And I was sort of sitting backstage in this Mac. Like, I feel like a flasher, you know, dirty old woman sort of thing. Because all I had underneath was the, you know, the mismatched under underwear. And uh, the, my uh, sort of director and, and tour manager just said, just just do it, you know. And if it doesn't work, work how to do it. Again, of course, you know, there was just this roar and it was very warm and yeah. people just went, oh, yeah, that's what I look like. There were a few people who did take exception to the fact that the brown pants didn't match. <laughs> and I sort of tackled it by saying, you know, apparently this is, a, it, there's a legal thing. If your brown pants don't match, the an ambulance doesn't have to legally take you to hospital. <laughs> you know, they are within their rights to leave you bleeding at the side of the road, you know. <laughs> Joke. Um, so that, that, that the show became quite a big thing um, about body image, about what it is to be. I mean, I think I wrote, started writing it when I was about 56. I'm 58 now. So I was probably 55, actually. Uh, and I'm nearly 59. So, um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a, it was a, I got my money out of it kind of thing. Well, I monetized the menopause. Good. I mean, well done, me. Well, well done you, because it was glorious and it covered all the things that you never really see covered. It showed, and not can I call you normal? You know, it showed a normal looking woman as women look at yeah. that age, which you never see. You know, it wasn't all airbrushed and tweaked. It the, was just. It really, really wasn't. I mean, I'm a size, <laughs> I'm a flabby size 14. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're and a normal woman. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Wait, when you say woman. normal, I can't take offence. I know that. that's a difficult yeah. word, but, but you I'm do know what I mean, normal. don't you? Yes, but although being exceptional in myself, you're obviously. exceptional, yeah. but 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 you are physically very bog standard. <laughs> I think it's something though, help that me we here, are. Alex, help me. Well, I think it's something that we are now talking about a bit more. I don't know if it's because I'm getting to the age where I'm probably peri, I'm probably on the cusp, but I do feel as if. People are chatting about the menopause much more openly and doing something like you did is absolutely fantastic because I think it's something that we've all like swept under the carpet and said, oh, we're just going to ignore that there's this huge, great big thing called the menopause going to hit at some point. And it does hit. It hits like a meteor. I mean, everyone has a very different uh, menopause and 
I do know women who uh, I've got a friend who said one hot flush and then it was all over, <laughs> you know, and that's that's fine. That was great for her. But for me, it wasn't so much about the physical stuff, which I think everybody is 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 very aware, aware of and and kind of um, thinks that's going to be the first thing that happens. Everyone thinks it's going to be the hot flushing and all that kind of thing. For me, it wasn't that. It was a mental state that completely pulled the rug from underneath my feet. You know, it was, it was extreme anxiety, anxiety to a point where... Um, and and anger, anger, uncontrollable anger. So watch that. Um, and I, I, you <laughs> know, I think the per, the perimenopause is quite a newfangled thing, and that's another thing I said in the show. You know, my my grandmother didn't have a perimenopause, but she did get a tit stuck in the mangle once. <laughs> you know, swings and roundabouts, things change, don't they? Um, so yeah, we don't I have mean, mangles anymore, do we? I mean, no, that's the if, difference. It, I tell you, if we did, I'd have my tits stuck in now the mic. Now it's the CD player. Do we still have them? Even no, no. no what these days them. now with mine? Because I've started to droop a bit. I remember, this literally happened to me. I was bending down to to unstack the dishwasher. Yeah. And I happened I happened to be floating free. And and I picked up two dinner plates and I got a, a bosom stuck between You made a burger. Yeah, a bosom yeah, burger. A bosom burger. Anyway, they were clean dinner plates, that was all right. Oh, not it's the mental stuff as well. But mm. forty seven but people start the menopause you know, at all different times. I think you have to ask your mum mm. because I mine very much coincided with my mother's. You're dead right. The age yeah. your mum goes through is probably the age you're going to go through. So Now I want to ask you, what is going on in a woman's body when the menopause strikes? In a nutshell, you've got this lovely hormone called oestrogen that keeps you sane and moist and voluptuous, <laughs> doesn't yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. And oestrogen's actually three different hormones. I think we bundle it all together in one word because no one can remember what I'm the three ones are. I'm making notes here, to be honest, because I'm still a bit vague. Well, it's three different hormones, but we just call them all oestrogen because it's easier and none of us can remember it. And essentially at an age, round about 51 is the average age in the UK, oestrogen starts to drop. The levels start to drop. And we used to think it was just pure fertility. That meant you're not ovulating anymore. You're not having periods. You go a little bit nutty for a bit. That's the end of it. Actually, we've discovered that oestrogen has a lot of activity in the brain, for instance, which explains a lot of the mental health side effects. People suffer crushing depression, crushing yeah. anxiety, crushing anger. Um, and that's something I really want to, to cover. You know, not only is the sort of end of fertility, which seems like they use things like the change, oh, yeah. don't they? What irritating words like that, that if I was menopausal, it would make me yeah. want to smack you one, actually, if you called <laughs> yeah. it the change. But, you know, I'm a man. What do I know? So, you know, not only does your, your fertility decline, but I think, you know, your mental health can really struggle. And if you've already had mental health problems, I think it can really trigger further ones. And also, it sort of seems to happen. It's a perfect storm. It happens at an age when uh, not not only are you already starting to get a bit tired. You're in your fifties, and things are, you've slogged along. Maybe you know your career. Your your you're no longer 40. You no longer sort of play tennis in the way you used to play tennis or whatever you used to do when you were 40 and fit mm. and fun. Suddenly 50, you go, oh, I'm a bit tired now. Everything aches a bit. Everything is starting to sort of take its toll a bit more. Your parents are ageing and suddenly they can't be relied on anymore. There's this real shift in your relationship with your parents is that, you know, they are dying. They are getting old. They might be getting doolally. They're dying. And your children are no longer the sort of sweet, biddable 
kids that they used to be, they're teenagers or beyond, they're leaving home. And then sort of you're stuck in the middle of this sort of maelstrom of kind of, oh, God, it's me having to deal with everything, uh, you know, help my parents out, worry about my my child or children making this transition in their life from sort of child to adult. And then on top of it, I feel mental. <laughs> so... And riding alongside is often, and this is the bit I want to get in, of course, the man has to get the man bit in, but often riding alongside is a husband mm. or partner who is doing his best but doesn't annoying. know what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah. and is struggling away. And I think that's the other bit that we don't talk about. We don't talk about the menopause enough, and I think men who are not very good at talking about anything mm. anyway just go, I, I just don't know what's happened to her. I don't know what to do. I can't do anything It's right. a real walking on eggshells thing. Jeff said that um, I'm on HRT now, which, of course, we think is the wonder I drug. was going to ask this. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I, I must really probably start weaning myself off. Maybe from <laughs> on my 60th birthday, I'll start cutting back. But uh, Jeff is very, my partner's quite a lot older than me. I'm 58 and he's 70. So he thinks HRT is the best thing that has ever happened to him in his life. <laughs> is that because the patch gets stuck on him? And, uh, and he... it's, no, it's because I'm quite pleasant. He has lived with a difficult woman for many years and then saw me at peak difficult at 52 and then saw me going to the doctors and coming home with this magic stuff, magic pills and magic rub-on oestrogen, I think it is, I yeah. rub it. And it's very odd because the the combination of, of the HRT that I'm on, and obviously, you know, I've, I've looked into this very carefully. I don't come from a history of women with breast cancer, and I have my mammograms absolutely re- religiously, and I also have my smear test religiously because just because you're in your 50s doesn't even matter if you're not having sex anymore. you still got to keep those things going. You've got to keep those checks going. And um, so even if, you know, you have dried up a bit, it's a bit difficult and the nurse goes, oh, this is tricky. Um, <laughs> but uh, sorry, I've lost the complete... When you're in you don't know what you're talking HRT. about. HRT. Yes, HRT. Oh, no, yes. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we you went somewhere else. HRT. So anyway, I, I take a pill uh, and uh, a rub in. I think it's oestrogen. It's kind of slimy. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like a sperm. It's, a gel. Yeah. it's an oestrogen I would gel. Know, but yeah, With, well, I would. Yes, you would. would what are you trying to kid? Jenny, with the HRT, so it wasn't until you were 52. So how long do you think it was beforehand that you were probably menopausal and then you said, right, OK, I'm going to sort this out. I'm going to get the HRT. I don't think that I particularly suffered a long and agonising perimenopause. I, I really don't. As I say, the physical symptoms, you know, weren't all that big a deal for me. Um, I think I'd probably been a maniac for about 10 months. Did you know? Like that. I just, I or mean. Or did other people sort of have to say, Jenny, look, we um, need to talk? I'm just trying to do the sums here. So if this is about uh, eight years ago, say I was mm. 50, uh, uh, so this would coincide with uh, my daughter being about 21 or 22, coming back from university and living at our house again, which she hadn't because she'd been at university. And suddenly the anxiety of her being back and going out at night, I couldn't hack it at all, but I became very hysterical. And I became one of those mothers that was doing the 3 a.m. night bus ringing. You know, where are you? Where are you? Are you on your not on the night bus? All that sort and of thing. And you've never been like that before? Yes, I had always been like that. <laughs> Let's face it, I've always been totally overprotective and very neurotic. But it became, you know, 
immediately catastrophic. Mm. I mean, she really couldn't even go to the hairdressers without me thinking she's been abducted. I mean, I was absolutely... I spent most of my nights when she went out um, in my partner's study, which overlooks the main road where the night buses come up the hill, with the blind rolled up just the right number of inches so that I could see the buses coming from town. And they're night buses, so they go all through the night. And I'd be there, perched on the windowsill from midnight to 3am. So you went proper mental, I went proper, yeah. Really, the anxiety just so no sleep at all. Wow. You, just, um, you don't hear this side of things, do no, you? And, yeah, and, no. and is that menopause or is there something else going well, on? It's all, is, and how, how do you know? Let's face it, if anyone's going to have a difficult menopause, it was probably going to be me. If it was going to exacerbate, exacerbate anxiety, which I've always had, it was going to sort of ratchet it right up. And that's what happened. Everything that I am became more so. So uh, to a point where I really wasn't dealable with, because I've always been quick to anger, I mean, mm. fury, you know, lashing out and that sort of thing. But um, I mean, Jeff, always thought I was going to get shot in South London. Uh, that was his secret dream. <laughs> Still hoping. Still, yeah, Still. because I I just have these massive road rage incidents, and I'd get out of my car and start screaming at people oh, on wow. the street, and that, and calling them, you know, all, all right, sorts all right. of yeah, c words. Yeah. But was this during the menopause, or was this beforehand? Well, that this you is were before I went to the doctors. To I was always a bit quick to temper. Yeah. I've always been very quick to wind the window down, give a V sign, but it was it was going beyond that. I was getting out of the car. Oh, crikey. Yeah, I That's... was kind of rolling my sleeves out and coming, saying, come on. Oh, my goodness. Come on, then. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what's amazing is, is, is how little we actually know scientifically about the menopause. It is still a real mystery. We don't know why you get fl- hot flushes. We don't know why really? there are any problems. We're just working it out. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I was sort of doing a bit of research into this. There are only two other animals we think that go through the menopause, and they're both whales. Really? Isn't that fascinating? God, yeah. I mean, it's that a good is... job I'm not a whale. So, <laughs> <laughs> my behaviour, if I was the size of a whale... There are two very grumpy whales swimming around, <laughs> yeah. just, you know, nudging <laughs> other shoals of fish out of the way. Absolutely. <laughs> 
kind of queen bitch of the sea. Can you imagine? I rather like that. I Are can't imagine a whale being magnificent? grumpy. Magnificent, yeah. So apparently, it's just two whales. Are the only animals we know of. But otherwise, we don't really know why all the other. I mean, stuff I do that think on. that temper ha- and panic has something to do with it. Did, haven't they done studies since of cognitive behaviour therapy with um, women? I think Mariella did a program about the menopause, which obviously I was too jealous to watch. <laughs> but I, I watched bits of it, and from what I could gather, women really did benefit from cognitive behavioural therapy. Mm. Um, but that's not to undermine women who could be listening to this going. Do not suggest, how dare you, because my hot sweats. I always remember the actress Linda Robson saying the reason why she went on HRT quite early on, she had quite a young menopause, was she she was on stage and she was wearing um, a tweed three-piece suit, but probably not three-piece, but very thick. And she it said... It sounds hot and scratchy. It would roll down the back of her neck oh. and her back would be wet. And it's, it, you know, there are practical things. When you're, when you're a middle-aged performer, if your back gets wet, sweat goes into your microphone that's tucked into your backpack, you know, onto your knickers. And then it, that sort of starts to feed back and create all kinds of noises. So, you know, you need a dry back sometimes. But it's, um, yeah, so I think that the, the sweats, for do they vary very much from some people just get the occasional bit hot, need to open a window. I feel very sorry for women working in offices because, you know, they're the ones with the little sort of fans on their desks and trying to open the window and then some 22-year-old will walk past in a vest going, it's freezing in here! <laughs> I mean, my mother used to, she used to drench the bed. I mean, it would... Yes, this is what a lot of women say. My father would woke up soaking wet next the, to her in as well. Hat, yeah. Yeah, in the wet Yeah, in the wet had no enjoyment his, from no, it. No, yeah. his gym jams would be soaked through and yeah. it was all my mother, you know. But I suppose the key thing is... Um, how, why does it affect some people in some ways and not other people in the other ways? Well, that's what and, we don't know. But periods are very different yes. for women, aren't they? Yes. I mean, there, there were girls at school that would throw up and faint. And you used to think, oh, I wish I was a throw-upper and a fainter because then I could get <laughs> out of double games, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, used to get half an aspirin and lie down in the sand. But, yeah, so I, I just think that we, you know, we are all different our, and our pain thresholds are different as well. I mean, some people can stand. And, and I think if you're a panicker, when these symptoms start coming in, you, someone like me reacts very badly to them. You know, I mean, some of my postmenopausal um, uh, side effects have been have been have really had me off the rails. I mean, I, I contacted you when I got dry eye, mm. um, which is a you know a pretty much a bane of my life at the moment. But you know I have to manage it, and that's quite common in postmenopausal women. Your eyes dry out basically. Can everyone please remember to blink, blink, please? <laughs> we are losing Just our blink. blink three times. <laughs> yeah, we're losing our blink me- uh, me- mechanism, and I'm becoming evangelical, evangel- evangelical about this. Um, so there are other sort of boring side effects, but I think that, you know, for people who don't know much about the menopause, um, you know, the, the there are moments when I, I had started to think maybe I was having an early kind of dementia thing. Mm. And I, <laughs> the way I used to test myself, this is ridiculous. I'm going to love this. Here we go. Well, no, on. no, it's not that exciting. <laughs> I just used to forget Amy Lou Harris's name a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then I would stand in the middle of the kitchen and go, OK, what's her name? You know that woman, you always forget her name. What is it? Come on, you you know, you've got a CD of hers upstairs. If it gets really bad, you can go and check. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? Do you know? It's Amy Lou Harris. Yes, that's right. So you haven't got mad. But you have put your car keys in the cheese container in the fridge. Oh, God. OK. So there's a lot of that goes on. 
Yeah, that, there is. I've got. A, there's a description of all of this. Is just one woman's experience. I'm sorry. This has really put you off, isn't it? But well, you know, I'm just at the precipice. I'm, a, I'm this stepping is in. Never talked about. So, because you exactly. were talking about dry eyes, and I mean, this is one. One, one lady has said um, symptoms were far too numerous than just hot flushes and insomnia. But I had my skin peeled, my ears rang with tinnitus, my tibial tendon swelled and ached, my lubrication disappeared, my eyes dried, felt like I had grit in them, my jaw locked. That's her little list of fun that that she went through. But why don't you guys talk about it more? Actually, no, that's not fair. Why don't we talk about it more? I don't think, I think that's a bit of a myth that we don't talk about it. Well, I think it's changing. And maybe it's because I'm at that age where it's on the horizon. So I went away with some girlfriends. We've been going away for 20 years. We went to Ibiza this year. And one of them said, we used to talk about boys and sex. And now we just talk about the menopause and hot flushes. And everyone was getting very irate about it so we we have started to talk about it but I think that that old school thing where you never talked about periods I mean I never really talked about periods with my friends until more recently I don't I, I just think that there was always maybe I think that this new generation coming up we all talk about periods we talk about period poverty we talk about yeah. lots of things surrounding it do you teach your kids about the menopause or do you feel that's just a step too far well I feel very much that Phoebe's witnessed mine I mean I only mm. have one daughter and she's uh, you know now 29 so she yes of course she knows everything because she sort of sees my work and all that kind of thing and she's an adult and she's a feminist so she understands it and I don't and I I you see, I've always been somebody who has talked about periods and things like that. My very early work, mm. you know, I got uh, very much cast as as a sort of potty mouth female comic because I talked about periods uh, and that kind of thing. And I really genuinely have always been shocked when women didn't with mm. each other because I thought, what is this prudery? This is mm. sort of like pathetic. Mm. So I've always sort of very much shoved it in people's faces and I don't think some people have enjoyed that. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think that it, that um, the media enjoy saying it's a taboo. They enjoy kind of perpetuating this myth that women don't talk about and it's something very hush-hush because, it you know... It, on a day-to-day level, I don't think amongst most women who are educated mm. and have got friends and, you know, live in sort of, I don't maybe if you're in some rural backwater, but I think even then, no, I just think that, you know, it's very present. So I, I don't think we are as squeamish as we're made out to I, be. Yes, I agree with you. I don't think we are. But I think that, I just think when we were growing up, I, we didn't talk about it. It just was sort of like... No, my mother's generation didn't talk yeah, about it. My mother's 89 But they didn't now. talk about anything like no, that, No, no, no. And she admitted uh, recently to me that um, she thought that her menopause was over and, and done with and she was going into hospital to have a, a kidney operation, I think. Uh, you know, my mother's very stoic and she can have a kidney out without really mentioning it. And um, she said, and, and I started a period as I was being trolleyed down to the um, operation. She said, they were, and they were very angry with me. They made me feel very ashamed. Oh. And I thought that was a horrible thing to yeah. do with my mum. And, you know, I immediately get, well, right, find me the, find me the, yeah, right. the doc, all that sort of thing. So... Um, I, I think that it is much easier than it used to be. Although, when we talk about squeamishness, you know that I've done the Vagisan advert. Um, other brands are available, That's, as yeah, we absolutely. all know. But um, that was that was the reaction to that was very interesting, and um, I did get stick from mostly. Um, this was disappointing. Quite a lot of gay men. Yeah. Why? Um, what the hell found, has it got to do with them? They found it to just to just 
that just made their stomachs churn. They were sort of treating me things like, hold on, love, hold on, babes. I was just having my whatever supper of choice. Uh, but women equally just going, this isn't a really not a, really before the watershed, not what I want my kids to see or that. Really? So you're still. Yeah, I mean, I must admit I was surprised how frequently But that's it was my point. On. You've all said, no, I think it's a myth that we don't talk about it. But then something like that, that, that comes happens, along go, and you see the, yes. oh, so I don't Do you know. think it's also a social thing, though? Because obviously blokes don't have something like this, whereas we have a sort of flag waving, hello, I've, I've reached a certain age now. And then does that mean that, say, things like work or things like that, we may look a little bit, out of control. That we've, yeah, that we've got this. That, yes. And yeah. also, if you have the symptoms that are sending you a little bit uh, yeah. unpredictable. Everyone goes, oh, Barbara in accounts has gone a bit <laughs> mad. Stay away, you know. Stay away from Babs. Yeah. You don't know which yeah. way Babs you're going to say blokes don't have this, but <laughs> we do. do. We, we, we sort of I know we don't in the same way but we have to live with you and we do would like to walk with you through it and I know that sounds all touchy-feely and nice but hey I am but, but isn't isn't um, uh, sort of don't men start having um, male menopause uh, andropause well, not so much that but the sort of problems with uh, erections and things like you know uh, what's it called Christian yeah about problems with erections yeah yeah and, and erectile sort of, dysfunction it's erectile dysfunction isn't that a very common side effect of, of being in your 50s well I mean it's shouldn't be but it is and i think it's really clever i think this is the body going right we've done everything we can to try and get this bloke to do a bit more exercise to drink a bit less to lose a bit of weight so we're going to hit him where it really hurts <laughs> and if we stop him getting erections perhaps he'll actually do something about it but that's a different subject but i think you know we you know, i know my dad tried desperately hard to keep my mum comfortable and keep her happy as she was sort of going quietly mental in the kitchen and mm. crying and dropping the mm. quiche and whatever mm. it is that she did but just didn't know what to do, you know. Um, and I, I, I feel for men in that in that. And where, where do you stand on the HRTs? Great. I mean, look at it. Look at look at what it does. You struggle. Look along. at my skin. Look at Jen. Look how moist Jenny is. Look at her. She's oozing moisture oh, yeah, as we yeah. see her, aren't you? I mean, literally. It's, dewy. It, it's, dewy. 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 My dewy, dewy complexion. She is dewy. <laughs> I, I think it's a great thing. I think you know the risk. You said absolutely rightly. So I weighed up the risks and the benefits, and I came out in favour of the benefits. Ooh. And when you're going through all the horrors that the menopause can do not always and some people have a really easy one I think HRT is a great option I should say and this is not said enough the menopause is not a medical condition and there's a real danger that we medicalise it mm-hmm. and flog you some pills. You know, that's the argument. It's normal. Right. Every woman has a menopause or mm. whatever age. It's not a medical thing. It's like puberty is not a condition, is it? You know, But actually, if you're struggling, nevertheless, go and see your doctor because there is help and you can be made to feel a lot more comfortable. Is eczema in the ears part of it, Christine? <laughs> because that is something I am now plagued with. Skin problems. Dry, itchy skin absolutely is. Yep. It can be. Each week we look at some quackery that's yeah. been going on. All right. Um, you might have seen it. And now even our great head of doctors, whoever that is, has gone, actually, celebrities should be stopped flogging rubbish to the public. What do you think about that? Well, I think that celebrities should be stopped from flogging most uh, things that they... Um... Says the face of Vagisil <laughs> and other popular <laughs> no, brands. This is, but this is more of an insidious thing, isn't it? These are the influencers on Instagram yes. and things like mm. that. Yeah. I mean, if you're honestly sort of taking some money to advertise a, proje- a product on television, as I am... Listen, I'm not doing it for no money. Of course. Uh, there, there was a fee <laughs> attached as well. I would hope But so. I just thought... 
well, you know, I've got it. Why not get some free samples? And they send me a box load every month. So there you go. Uh, but did you hum and haw about the product and the quality or did you just say... Um, I met with them and had a very long discussion about them. Okay. And they're German and they know what they're doing. Yeah. And um, I like that. They're German. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Terribly efficient. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, so I'm hoping that I'll still get my, um, my freebies after Brexit. I hope they won't, be, they won't get stuck at wherever. Mm. Um, so, Who'd have thought vaginal dryness might be a side effect of Brexit? We never uh, saw that coming, didn't we? Yeah, I know. Um, that'll teach him. Uh, uh, should they stop? I think that um, if things aren't uh, medically proven, if they're a bit iffy, are these skin whitening creams and things like oh, that? Oh, it's like diet pills. So these uh, are no, sort of influencers uh, that teenage girls follow, yeah. uh, isn't it? I, mean, I think this is very different for you, though, because you did an advert and that's a different thing. Whereas if you're an influencer and you haven't got the disclaimer at the top saying that I am supported or I've been given all of this for free and you know, you're being paid quietly, which is a lot of these, it's sneaky. It's like saying, look at my amazing bod. I got it through this. And, uh, and have they really? And I mean, I, really? do you know what? I hate cheating in any mm. way, shape, or form. I, ha- I hate. Look, I did. A, I'm doing punching <laughs> into. Oh, she's, she's off. off. She's yeah. off. <laughs> Not quite enough Easter gel. It's like okay. Do you know what I really hate? I hate, uh, I hate people who pretend to write novels that don't write their own novels. That makes me spit harder than anything else. I hate cheating in any way, shape, or form. I hate those women who do um, exercise videos and they've only lost weight because they've been taken to a, a boot camp mm-hmm. and yet they're pretending to. You know, they're masses. <laughs> That uh, actually, this is all done through a diet, an exercise, mm. no routine, and this is my routine. No, fuck off, actually. <laughs> so you would you think celebrities should be banned from vlogging? I think they've got to be clear. I think they've got to, if they're on a post, I think they have to say, I'm being paid by such and such diet supplement. And this is, yeah, I think you have to to be very clear You've got to have transparency. It's a fine line though, isn't it? Mm. Banning things makes me nervous in general. Banning things leads to a state where none of us really want to live. But also banning things doesn't really stop people doing things. Look at drug laws. Look at at everything, you know. Banning things just makes you want to do it. That's the problem, doesn't uh, it? I mean, it's, and sometimes people kind of deserve Deserve what they've bought into. I think it's got out of control. I think the influencer mm. is has become an insidious, insidious part of our culture. Mm. Jenny, gosh, I was to... grown up. Was was it? I know. I'm very impressed, Jenny. <laughs> you have to run off because you've got yeah. busy and important things to do. I've got to go write a load of fart jokes this afternoon. <laughs> you go write and your fart jokes. And they will be her original fart jokes. Nobody else one. will have written them. No, no way. Jenny, I'm really we're thrilled that you could join us <laughs> and yes. share all your intimate. Secrets about your menopause with us. I'm just putting my shoes off. Jeez, actually. Put your clothes back on. I like this. Do you have to have your shoes off when doing a podcast? I I can't sit normally. It's very difficult in the theatre because I just go, how do you actually sit with your feet on the floor? I have never sat on a chair with my feet on the floor ever. They always go tucked underneath me. So, yeah, shoes off. I'm a writher about her. You probably yeah, noticed. No, yeah. I have to. Yeah, yeah you I are. really. I, I you move, move like, around a lot all the time. Yeah. If you try and film me, it's like, the poor cameraman is really earning his money. <laughs> Jenny, lovely you, to see you. Yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely to see, lovely see, you, to see you, Jenny. Bye bye. Farewell. Big kiss. Bye bye. Big thanks to Alex as always, Pleasure. and um, to my special guest, the wonderful Jenny Eclair. Thank you for coming and being so honest and open and moist about your menopause. We loved it. If you have any questions, by the way, for me to attempt to answer, please don't make them too difficult. Do actually send them into Second Opinion, and I will do my best to answer them. You can send emails to surgery at thepodcastworks.com, or you can even tweet me, which is at Dr. Christian, doctor, the word doctor rather than the letter doctor, DR. That's not an easy thing to say, is it? 
visit by at Dr. Christian. Until then, we'll see you next time for more open and honest medical chat. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.